Hi, and welcome to the Council of Fathers podcast. We're here to talk about the wild adventure we call fatherhood. I'm Noah. Hey, I'm Dave. And welcome to the show. How you been? How I been in? <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. How you been? Um, have I been? Good. I've been really good overall. I've been having kind of a funny morning. Um, can't quite put my finger on what. There's like a um, sort of a tenderness in me, and I'm feeling actually excited about how much I'm letting myself feel it rather than push it away. Nice. Yeah. Well, how'd that happen? How did that, the me, uh, uh, the allowance, the allowance, yeah. the permission. Um, I think it goes back to being in a good place and mm. feeling, um, like that is the way I want to be when I have the capacity to be yeah. with myself. Yeah, cool. So sort of resourced and um, like there's an intention there too. To feel it all. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It It is a lot. But it's, I mean, my sense is that, you know, if there's a, I think it's Dan Siegel, feel it to heal it. Mm-hmm. But like not even to heal it, just to like let it move, go where it needs to go. I know enough by now that trying not to feel it isn't going to make it go away. It's just going to like stuff it down. So, yeah. Yeah. The futility of resisting life. Yeah. 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 Yeah, especially like with a family. It's like huh. there's so little control I have over my experience these days. Like I wake up to the river is already flowing and mm. I and I can like try and grab all the branches and stuff on the edge and you know usually get scraped up or I could just like you know lift my feet up, tuck my arms in and enjoy the ride cuz this day's happening one way or another. <laughs> totally. How did you come to that? A lot of injuries, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of scrapes, a lot of bruises. Mm. Yeah, futility, like really sort of <laughs> giving up. Mm. Giving up the fight, you know, the resisting, trial and error, um, age. Um, yeah. Was that part of your experience this morning that process or um yeah i mean i I woke up to i don't know sometimes i just wake up and maybe it's been a rough night of sleep or like the dreams didn't quite you know help me the way i was hoping (laughs) or or i woke up mid-dream and just woke up on the wrong side of the bed Mm. and uh just trade sides with rage (laughs) (laughs) That might literally help, huh? To just like mix it up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, I just sort of white knuckled it this morning, which is different than acceptance, you know? Mm. But all I had really. And, uh, but then I got like this opportunity. I dropped the kids off and I, and I got to take a little walk and that shifted everything. 
that, so that shifted everything. Yeah, that's the other, other amazing thing. Like the first amazing thing is how quickly I can get lost in discursive thought and worry and agitation. That's remarkable how quickly that can happen. <laughs> but what's also remarkable is how easy sometimes it can be to come back. And, um, you know, sometimes it's not. But um, but today, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess I got lucky. <laughs> mm. um, I mean, lucky absolutely to have the time to take a walk, but also just sort of, yeah, I was able to sort of access a different state than mm. I was in. You know, I was in an agitated state. I walked for a brief time, maybe a half an hour. And over the course of that half an hour, I just sort of like, as I do sometimes, just sort of watched my thoughts mm-hmm. rather than following them or getting hooked by them or really investing in them. Mm. Like leaves on a river, right? Like that little meditation from ACT acceptance and commitment therapy letting them come up and sort of like you're saying with with the emotions you were feeling this morning like when you're sick you know you let the phlegm up and you get it out yeah right. you know and and that's that sort of was my process with my thoughts up and out mm-hmm. and i noticed my state shifted from agitated to pretty calm and pretty present like mm. You know, I say it's a state because it's almost like all of a sudden, all those worries, which were very real to me, not so long before, Mm. um, were like fiction, (laughs) you know, like, and so I, I felt present in the sense of no past or future for a moment there, you know. When... It's interesting because you're talking like a little bit more in terms of thoughts. Yeah. But I have the sense that, you know, all of those thoughts are tied to emotions, right? And, you know, you're using that word worry, which we often apply to thoughts, but is also sort of a feeling. And so there's a way in which, you know, watching it was like letting yourself feel it. And, you know, being outside, moving, walking, letting yourself see your thoughts, maybe letting yourself feel feelings or maybe not, but maybe like it works in either sort of either cognitively or emotionally, right? Like those are just two different parallel paths that both lead to the same uh, end point because ultimately like the whole idea of like feeling a feeling all the way through letting it sequence is that then in the tail end there's relief then presence usually right it's like after a good cry or a good belly laugh you know it's like ah you know i'm, I'm here and um and so i mean, i guess i don't know if that sound does that sound accurate or like it lands like it resonates or yeah i think like if I, I, the common theme for me is resistance versus acceptance Mm. and like when you say really feeling feelings um that's sort of the opposite of like avoiding or trying to suppress repress avoid move away from and so that strikes me as a step 
in the process, which is if I'm going to let my thoughts come up and, and sort of mm. um, let them go mm-hmm. and not hook me, mm-hmm. uh, I have to be willing to um, be present with how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, yeah, probably the same mechanics for both thoughts and emotions are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I think we're talking about is the way in which a state of consciousness can sort of be a condition for, you called it relief, you know. Mm. I think you also said the word healing or, or like, you know, there's lots of words for it, but resolving something that's stuck or mm-hmm. moving something that's stuck. And it, it sort of reminded me of that piece you just wrote mm. around acupuncture as as a way to provide that altered state that is sort of a healing um, condition. Ah, is that? Did I just uh, <laughs> no? That's muck that up. No, no, that's accurate. <laughs> I, is, you're talking about the the is is acupuncture psychedelic medicine one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Great, um, great title. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of, well, thoughts and feelings and experiences with acu- with regards to acupuncture and with regards to altered states of consciousness and, and how they, they impact who we are and how we are in the world and, you know, healing and health. Of course, that's like mostly what I do in the world, right? And actually I have a, an interesting experience just from last week that that jives with that. But before I dive into the experience, we'll put a link to the article in, in the notes. My sense yeah. of the article um, was that acupuncture is, you know, a healing modality for so many issues, so many ailments, so many problems. But the thing that stuck out to me about what you wrote, which I hadn't thought of before, is that needles, acupuncture can also um, sort of, I don't know, relax the body mm-hmm. in, in such a way mm-hmm. that makes working with thoughts and emotions more accessible. Is that is yeah, that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. It can give us access to a deep sense of calm and relaxation, a deep sense of peace, a deep sense of safety. And from that place, exploring painful stuff, exploring anxiety, exploring anger, exploring whatever it is, is a lot easier. Um, Yeah, and so like often I will, you know, we'll start a treatment, someone will drop into this state of deep calm and relaxation and really get a sense for for what it feels like in their body in their minds in their hearts you know and sometimes this is really funny is like people's bodies will get really relaxed but their minds will still be spinning hmm. so i'll lead them through a little exercise to kind of sync up the body and the mind now hmm. everything's relaxed everything's peaceful and then and then it's like, well, what happens if from this place we invite in just a little bit of anxiety? We're not 
We're not like opening the floodgates. We're just like feeling into it gently, seeing. And then all of a sudden you can start to get to know this feeling that usually, whether it hooks you or overwhelms you, takes over. There's a way of like actually having space to feel it and connect with it, learn from it, sometimes resolve it often, right? And um, and that can end up going in a lot of different directions and taking us a lot of different places. Um, and I guess I can get more specific with my own experience. Like you've had this experience on, on the other end of the table, like as a as a client? Yes, yeah. And in fact, I think that one of the reasons I'm able to, to do the work that I do with others is because of how much I've done it with myself. Mm. And yeah, just so last week, I got into a conflict with Rachel, my wife, and um, and I set a boundary in that conflict and when I set a boundary, she withdrew and like, whoosh, the walls went up. Mm. And it was like, you know, she was physically still there in the room, but she was 10,000 million miles away. Mm. The second she did that, I felt this like deep, intense fear and panic. Hmm. And I was like... Like you got abandoned. Like, like I got abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, but it was so intense and quick and, and quick, right? Immediate. Yeah. And, and I immediately also went into like trying to reconnect and trying to like get her to take down that wall and, you know, fawning or feigning or some of like take the technical terms for, right. you know, Oh, let's, let's can, can we be in conflict and stay connected? Right, kind right, of like, right. You know, like, and I didn't quite take down the boundary, but, but I, I like was in a state where that would it would have been easy for me to like go back on my boundary and um in order to reestablish connection anything any right exactly <laughs> yeah um and I, and I, and i also and so i was like that that's what i need to to work with now just just quick question yeah did you know this was happening when it was happening or you're talking about like you later on you replayed the tape because I'm like, wow, that's some that's some serious <laughs> insight when you're triggered. Yeah, no, it was when I was replaying the tape. Okay, I, I'm glad you because because I think actually up until you asked that question, I mean, I I noticed the intensity and everything in the moment, but it wasn't until afterwards that I was like thinking back through the experience and and trying to process it that I was like, oh, that is what I need to unpack. Yeah. There's something big there. Um, and w what's interesting is that it also kind of got me excited about, like, I was like, you know, if we hadn't gotten to that conflict, if I hadn't, you know, set that bound, like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have uncovered that, that, whatever that is. Yeah. And been able to explore it more deeply. That's beautiful, man. That's a, that's a really poignant moment when you start to appreciate conflict uh. because it grows <laughs> you, right? Then, like... You don't have to walk on eggshells all the time avoiding conflict because you're like, oh, it's right. actually useful and helpful. 
yeah and i've heard that a lot <laughs> and maybe this was like the first time i ever like truly experienced it firsthand yeah. um and even even then like <laughs> not for the faint of heart yeah not that you can avoid conflict <laughs> oh i mean yeah you you can try to avoid conflict right I, and, right i hear running a marathon feels good too but i'm not about to try it i don't know that running the marathon <laughs> feels good i think that finishing the marathon probably feels oh, okay um, now i haven't run a marathon so no but um or i haven't run like a, a running mar- i've been in other kinds of marathons i call it parenting mm. um so yeah, so I, I went in to, to my coach, and he was also an acupuncturist, practices in a very similar way um, as I do, and I sort of, you know, gave him the general download of, like, where, where I'm at right now, and then said, like, this, this is this is what it is. So, I, you know, I get on the table, he puts the needles in, and it always, it just, like, never ceases to amaze me how quickly I just, like, drop into another state and way and like it's so nice um and and then i kind of bring this up and i and i go back to that place in my mind to the scene but i also like feel into it and feel specifically into that sense of panic and um and again i've been doing this for years with with my coach and so I think a lot of it happened, you know, it's quicker and, and easier than maybe like the first time I was doing anything like this. But, um, and so then I'm like, I actually see in that, this, this, the room that we're having the fight, I see me as a three-year-old, three or four-year-old. You're, you're, you're laying on the table, the acupuncture table. You've yeah. got needles in you and you're intentionally sort of going into the feeling, like remembering what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And as you do, an image mm-hmm. arises, mm-hmm. Um, and it's an image of you as a little toddler, as a little kid. Yeah. yeah, and and the like, it's like a "mommy, mommy, don't leave me" is essentially the the the, the gesture that's that's happening mm. in in me in that. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, that's remarkable. It is like how quickly you could access that image. Well, and. Uh, Again, I'm often surprised at how quickly other people, and it's, you know, it varies. It varies a lot. And yeah. some people get like clear, like memory images and other people, it's more feeling or like there's less specific memory narrative in it. But anyway, for, you know, I think it's it's just remarkable to me that everyone is capable of this mm. to some degree and yeah. in some way. And it's like different for everyone. It's you know oh actually first i need to say this this is really important the first thing that happened was i got really scared this is before i saw the three-year-old i lying down on the table and i'm like and i'm saying i feel scared about doing this because i'm worried i'm scared that if i go through whatever process i'm about to go through it might change my relationship with rachel in such a way that it's um that it's different and not in a good way. Like, what if this creates some sort of irreparable rupture in our relationship? What if this, like, leads to, um, yeah. So, so there's there's a fear there. And I was able to, to circle back to that fear in the end. And, you know, if I can speak quickly enough, then we'll have time to, to get to it all. But 
But are you, but are you saying that um, there is some potentially there's inherent fear in growth because growth can threaten a relationship? Yeah, I can. It can. It, well, it growth it usually includes change, right? And it's a change of the status quo, right? And the so system, yes, it, it disrupts the system, right? And so we're in some sort of family system equilibrium that relies on you having being a certain way. Yes, being afraid. And here you are. It. You can feel you're about to change, and you're like, "Ooh, oh, do shit. I want to?" Yeah, yeah. That, and I think it's the same like fear that people get around like taking mushrooms or like trying a certain drug for the first time or you know it's like what is this going to change how how is this going to change me do i have choice around how this happens right or is this going to change me beyond my readiness yeah wow and and in that moment the way what i did i mean voicing that out loud kind of almost alone was enough to let me dive into the process there was also an element of like reflecting back into my like like having the fear kind of like look into me and be like I I can handle this I can handle whatever change comes up and and I also have faith that the change will lead to positive goodness you know from past experiences I was gonna say when you say faith I think yeah uh, you mean experience (laughs) right yeah right well but they're connected eh? yeah right yeah and so, okay, so then I'm a three-year-old, and then, um, and then I'm asked, when was the first time you felt this way? Because I was, I was thinking, we're going to process this with this three-year-old, we're going to help him out, and... Three's pretty far back. Three's, That's, yeah, I, I was exactly. impressed you were able yeah. to go that far back. And it's, you know, I, I just want to also name that, like, it's a vague like around three and like I don't you know it's not like super vivid like I'm in a movie I mean it's it's sort of like I'm being in a movie but yeah just I don't want people to have like a false sense of like what the experience was like but I also can't depict it perfectly accurately anyway you're doing great so he says he says he asks that question when's the first time you remember feeling this way and this is, I've only flashed back this far once or twice before, but I'm, I'm, I'm an infant. I'm, I'm maybe even a newborn, like preverbal, like squirmy. I, I, yeah. And, and what I know is that I'm in pain. Mm. And I want my mommy. <laughs> like literally, I, there, there, there's this gesture in my head of like trying to like find the breast. Like the way you, if you've seen a newborn kind of search with their head for the breast and like maybe reaching with an arm. Like that, the gesture like in my body, in my being. And and this sense of like, I can't find it. It's not here. I'm, uh, yeah, like... And, and so uh, utter fear and terror in a way. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it was like utter fear and terror, like turned down from like a 10 on the volume to like maybe a three on the volume. So like, I knew that that's what the memory experience had, but I wasn't, I wasn't literally like freaking out. If that makes sense. Yeah. You weren't like going back in time. 
uh, it was sort of a, yeah, um, diluted yeah. memory. Yeah, a little bit titrated is titrated, like the, yeah. the technical term I think that gets used. But and I and I do think that the acupuncture is part of what kind of holds that dilution, mm-hmm. um, and and so. Long story short, I mean, I'm like, sort of like, you know, I'm a little discombobulated and, but again, thanks to some past experience, thanks to like a little bit of coaching and guidance, um, I'm able to somehow bring what I know it feels like when, when, you know, mommy is there holding me to that to that memory and all of a sudden there's a quality of like still being an infant in pain but like everything's okay I'm being held by Mm. by mother by love this everything is just okay and and I'm okay and then from that place like and I'm like twitching and shivering and kind of like having sort of certain like somatic discharge mm-hmm. experiences, which again I'm familiar with, so they weren't uh, disturbing. Disturbing. Yeah. Um, but it's still weird, even after like having had these kinds of experience before. So like, what is going on? Um, I get these flashes of all sorts of little like childhood injuries teenager young adult where like you know i've gotten hurt it's like that same experience is now accompanied by that like mother right there with it Mm. and everything's going to be okay Mm. and sort of feel it like sequencing up in like through time i don't know really know how to put it put it another way Um, and at some point, and this was like really out there and this is where I really get into like, is acupuncture psychedelic medicine? (laughs) I just get this sense that like, even if any given physical pain experience, even if any given injury led to the, the, the physical termination of my body aka death physical death like i would still be okay be held by this like mother experience whatever lasts beyond that physical termination Hmm. and in that that was like what like beautiful also scary in a way Hmm. to like feel a certain level of like peace with the thought of death like nothing I've ever experienced before and then I started processing some grief experiences like I had a friend die when I was in my 20s and Mm. all of a sudden it's like re-experiencing my grief of her death of like oh she was held by this and then re-experiencing my grandmother's death and my other grandparents death like like, oh, they were all held by whatever this mother presence is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. That all happened uh, 
in like an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were a few actually other layers to it, but that's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Um, yeah. And it's sort of like just to summarize, but it sounds like happened for you was something like your present day relationship triggered something old which mm -hmm. is by the way what relationships are for <laughs> it's, it's why we get into relationships is to heal the past and um you had a tremendous amount of awareness about what was happening as you were taking time to process it and you also had this amazing resource of mm -hmm. a of a coach and acupuncturist who uh, helped you attain a state of calm relaxation that allowed you to re-experience something from that state but also from like an adult perspective mm -hmm. and so you were able to bring up this original maybe uh, pain that had rippled through a bunch of stages of your life lots of memories it was connected to all the way up to the present day and you were able to bring something larger to the experience mm -hmm. and something really like nurturing and you know i i have to think like it's a part of you that you were bringing to another part of you like a nurturing aspect that you were bringing to a wounded aspect and that seems like it changed your current experience like you followed the trailhead of the trigger back to the yeah. past and because you're able to be present with it which sort of like the reason those hurts stay with us is because we're we're not able to stay present to them we have to splinter off mm -hmm. in order to feel safe and mm -hmm. to protect ourselves and so they they live compartmentalized for 37 years and yeah. um and it's not until we can bring some sort of presence to it yeah. that we can stop putting the energy into um, keeping it at arm's length where it has quite a bit of power. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really, and thank you for kind of recapping the process of the experience i thought hopefully that's really helpful for people listening right like that's sort of like the step-by-step -step process for for working with triggers and and um really yeah and um working through triggers i would even say and i um well it's never about what you think right. it's about <laughs> Going back to the principles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so th that's the first step. 
is you got into a conflict and it's tempting to say, first of all, it's about Rach, not about you. That's that's tempting. Mm. And then it's tempting to say, oh, it's about what we're fighting about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the first step is it ain't about what it's what right. I think it's about. Right. Yeah. And um I just want to say two little follow-ups because I, I to circle back to that like being afraid of oh this is going to change me in a way yeah so I was able to sort of go back to that memory of actually seeing the three-year-old mm. with you know in in the room with me as an adult and Rachel in this conflict and he kind of like just like looked up at me and then like apparated like Harry Potter style and came like into me into my body it was like that was a cool but um but the bigger thing was that i could i i could go back to that memory and granted this is now like we're just a few days after this actually happened and i could be with rachel without the triggeredness without the charge without the like like there was still a big charge in 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 the conflict but it was like i could be with that charge without getting like charged up by it and it was beautiful because I could sort of be with what was going on for her Mm -hmm. without bringing what was going on for me into the picture yeah and um and and I think you know the the true real litmus test right is next time we have a conflict and I set a boundary if she puts up a wall or if I even you know like then do I feel that like sense of panic Mm-hmm. But I I have such a sense of something's different that like I don't even feel like I I need that. I'm sure we're gonna get into conflict again, and I'm sure that conflict will will like spark some other you know thing inside of me that has yet to be worked through at some you know. But I'm also sure that we'll have conflict that doesn't spark that in me. That like I can I can actually be present with in a graceful, kind and loving way, um, and so. But then, how are you going to win the argument? <laughs> how are you going to win the conflict? <laughs> it's better to be connected <laughs> than to be right. Than to be right. Mm. <laughs> we'll see about that. Sometimes it's just good to be right. No, I kid. I kid. I know you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. That is amazing. Um, and I think the amazing thing is, is like, um, yeah, how well you can articulate it. Mm. You know, the this process that is usually quite unconscious and quite, um, yeah, automatic. Or it's so helpful to hear you do the play by play <laughs> well because because the other thing you could have said was <laughs> got no fight got acupuncture uh-huh. feel better right <laughs> right well and it, which it, is also true it is it is but that's a, a very very distilled version it it feels vulnerable some of that stuff to share yeah um and i i i filtered out the, the most vulnerable stuff and um and i, I want to say this is this is something that I've been actually meaning to write about, but I, when I was 21, 
something silly like that back in college and I was in this like long-term relationship with a girl that I thought I I was going to marry her and we broke up we broke up and um and I said 50% of the reason this relationship didn't work was me I don't want to make those same mistakes again in my next relationship I'm going to go see a therapist and, and figure out what was going on. I went to the school, the school therapist, saw him for like the free eight sessions, was like, that didn't do anything. <laughs> so I went and found another therapist. Yeah. And, and started to like learn about myself and my relational patterns. And, and the reason I bring this up is, is, is because that was like, I don't know, a long time ago. And I've been on and off but to some constant degree in process with healing people, whether they're acupuncturists or therapists or coaches or um, shamans or, you know, like I, I've been engaged in this process of, of, for a long time. And first of all, I just like, I want to name that. Yeah, just, I don't know. I feel like it's important context. So, like, not everyone should expect to, like, go in to see their acupuncturist and have this, like, experience, but also just because um, two things. One is that the change takes time, but, like, that it also happens. Yeah. Right? And that, like, we, we do actually grow and change and heal and become new, different people, um, and, and it's worth it. It's worth going into the deep, dark, yucky places um to improve our relationships to improve our friendships to improve you know how we are in the world um yeah and how we parent how we father yeah yeah well yeah and so that we also don't pass down these intergenerational patterns yeah 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 thanks for that you're you're you also are, are wired differently than, like, not everyone's, like, wired to um, be, you know, as interested and um, insightful and um, uh, aware, you know. Um, you know, different people have different styles, right? And so... I just want to say also that, like... You know, I had amazing parents. I had an amazing childhood. I was incredibly privileged and lucky and loved and knew I was loved. And even though there, you know, there was stuff, I like had just the right amount of adversity mm-hmm. to like give me stuff to like work through and feel and, 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 you know, and just the right amount of like love and care and being tended to. Like I, I just, you know, cause I work with people who had very different childhoods for me. And like, obviously, you know, I just like everyone is coming to this, to this present moment with their own background and history. And, and I, you know, and so, yeah, like what you're saying is like, not everyone's wired like me and I'm wired in a certain way and I'm grateful for it. And I, and I recognize that it's a huge privilege to, to be wired the way that I am. And, um, 
and it's a mystery. So there's like that um, of like how how we end up. Most of all, I want to like share the love and spread the love. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, I guess you're sort of giving us a play-by-play of an experience from a very emotionally intelligent place and I appreciate you you saying part of that you know you attribute to your to your privilege um and and I just also want to say like one does not have to be as emotionally intelligent as you to process through triggers so (laughs) um so yeah the the bird's eye view that you provide is really helpful and if you if you don't have that same capability don't worry don't worry <laughs> but but maybe like i i didn't start out with this m- much capability and i think what i'm sp- saying is like i found people who knew more who could see more who could teach me who could guide me who could support me in yeah. in learning about myself <clears throat> in working through these things yeah. like that experience i just shared wasn't like me sitting on a mountaintop with my journal and and like figuring it out all by myself like right. what i'm also saying is get help get help <laughs> yeah because this journey isn't yeah. meant to be done alone totally and get help sounds so like you know you know it's but it's it's just like we all need help and, and like maybe help is even support like whatever the right word is yeah that that it happens in relationship and oftentimes it happens in relationship with someone who's playing that role right now you know it's it's harder um it might be harder to do that kind of work with a friend or with a sibling or with a partner even totally you know yes i do um, not my wife is a therapist i do <laughs> she's not, go not to your her. therapist exactly yeah <laughs> right yeah anyway okay. um we have digressed and we will continue to digress if we do not set an intention to stop this dialogue. <laughs> yeah, and it's time. It is time. Um, thank you all for listening. And um, if this was meaningful to listen to, let us know. Like, shoot us a quick email or leave a review or, you know, something. Feel free to share it. Uh, that is helpful. If it's helpful for you, maybe it'll be helpful for somebody else. Um, and I mean, we love hearing from you guys. So please, please feel free to, you know, reach out and let us know. And if you want this kind of support, whether it's, you know, in the context of acupuncture or coaching, you know, we both both offer coaching. Reach out also for that. Um, and... We'd love to be a resource and keep listening. And thanks for coming along for the ride. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Be well out there and uh, enjoy the ride.